So welcome. So this is a bit impromptu, but when I was doing my reading for the day, the Ace of Wands came up, which is really big creative energy. So what the hell? I decided that I wanted to go ahead and write a little bit of episode one and just kind of run with it. So um, just in case you were wondering, there are a lot of heavily produced podcasts out there. This is not going to be one of those. In fact, I mean, obviously I'm recording on my iPhone right now with AirPods. I'm not in a studio. Um, I'm talking to you from my retreat at St. Columba Episcopal Retreat Center on Epiphany of all days, the Christian festival that celebrates the arrival of the Magi. Now, I always wanted to do one of these spiritual retreats, but um, I guess ever since I read um, Rachel Held Evans' book, um, gosh, I want to say it was Searching for Sunday, but she talks about going on a retreat to a monastery, and in fact, I actually looked at going into the place that she went, and it was, well, I, for whatever reason, I decided not to go there. But I was searching around, and um, I found this place. It's pretty close to home, actually. It's like maybe 40 minutes from my house, but it's um, quite remote. And so in this episode, I want to tell you a little bit about my retreat. And, and what I've been up to. But I also want to tell you a bit about what, you know, contemplating resonance is all about. You know, the newsletter and the podcast, they're thematically exactly the same. So first of all, the name. Contemplating is drawn from, you know, the contemplative mystical path that I've chosen to take through life. That's pretty simple. Resonance is a bit harder to define. It's a concept it's a concept that's been with me for a while now. You're probably familiar with people saying things resonate with them, right? You know, this resonates with me. I read this thing, it really resonated with me. Um it feels good or right or some similar concept, but resonance is first and foremost a physical concept. You know, all matter vibrates at a natural frequency. And this is its resonant frequency. And if you're made of matter, you vibrate. And you have a resonant frequency. You probably have many resonant frequencies, right? Because you're made of a lot of different things. But anyway, so when you have something, it resonates at this natural frequency. And then you apply an external vibration to that matter at the same frequency. And I'm going to adjust my ear pods or air pods or what are they called? Air pods, ear pods? I don't know. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So an external vibration, we apply that to matter at the same frequency as its resonant frequency. Well, the energy of that vibration is absorbed, and the system now vibrates at a higher amplitude. So, pretty easy to see where we get 
the metaphor from. So this next part, I'm going to pick up my journal and I, and I want to read to you a little bit. And this is one of those not, you know, produced parts because this, this may be a little bit um, funky to understand. But um, I was, this was from, my gosh, this was from May 28th of this year. And I was thinking about a lot of different things. And this is while I was also listening to some uh, some classes um, on burnout that I got from Rob Bell, who, if you've never um, listened to Rob, he uh, he's probably one of my favorite thinkers. Um, a lot because he just he sets things up so incredibly well and it was shortly after I was listening to one of those classes that I write down this question in my journal it says is striving and competition built into the very fabric of the universe and and you know I I I guess I was thinking yes, but then I said, but there's a resonance to it. And this is the first place that this concept starts to show up in my notes. And I have this picture drawn of chaos and cosmos and a resonance between those two things. I say there's a resonance built into the way things work. I say there's a resonance built into the way things work. Death precedes life, precedes death, precedes life. And on and on it goes. But it's not a cycle. It's like a, it's like an endlessly swinging pendulum. Tell you what, I think I have here. Yes. Why not do a little props, show and tell? So here is my pendulum. And so right now, this pendulum is resonating as a frequency. We actually know that frequency just based on the pendulum itself. So anyway, it's not a cycle. It's like an endlessly swinging pendulum. We resonate between death and life. We're never fully dead. But we're also never fully alive. You know, we, we think about life and death. Um, but we also think about past lives, we think about reincarnation, we think about afterlives, we have the concepts of heaven or hell or purgatory or limbo or what have you. Um, we don't really have too many of us a concept of not existing because how do you not exist, right? Um, so it's not death or life. It's really more like we're resonating between these two states of creation and destruction and creation and destruction because you're never fully destroyed, right? You're never fully created. Matter isn't created or destroyed. It only changes form. It only resonates. The journey is the life. The resonance is the life. See, when we see isomorphisms between things, 
what we're seeing are aspects of those things that resonate at the same frequency. You know, we think of music, we think of things which resonate with harmonious frequencies. They sound good together. Sounds good. What does sounding good even mean? I say technically harmony sounds good because dissonance sounds bad, I guess. But harmony and dissonance aren't good or bad. They just are. There's a resonance between them. And it's not like there's this discrete moment when resonance becomes dissonance or vice versa. As you tune the frequency, it just gradually becomes more or less harmonic, more or less dissonant. And then I'll close out with this really fascinating statement that I don't clarify. I just leave it there. And my guess is, you know, when I'm writing in my journal and I just it stops. I just stop. When the thoughts stop flowing, when there's nothing for me to write down, I just stop. I close the book and I go walk away and do something else. And so this is what I wrote before I did that. Are resonance and love the same thing? Now, my laptop just went to sleep. I wonder if I'm actually still recording. Let's see. Why didn't you plug in your laptop, Matt? Because I don't care. Because I wanted to make a podcast. So anyway, this concept of resonance is something that just keeps showing up for me everywhere I turn. And so I figure I'm probably going to be contemplating it for the rest of my life. The difference now is I want to share it with you my readers and listeners, because what's been missing from my contemplation is, well, how does it resonate with others? And what can they, uh, you, bring to the conversation? And what will take it to yet a higher amplitude, right? We start resonating together and we make something bigger. What else? Ah, yes, my story. So the primary motivator for me to start this little journey was the desire to write down my story. Specifically, I'm talking about my spiritual journey from ultra-conservative evangelical Christian to witchy Christian-adjacent mystic. Now, that's a long journey. Probably up there. And gosh, this video is going to be terrible to watch because all I do is constantly fix my, uh, my, my AirPods here. But we'll give it a try. Anyway, you know what? Let's let's just start that again. That's a long journey. Probably up there with walking to Mordor from the Shire. So why write that down? Well, here's why. One, um, process self-care, dealing with trauma. Um, a lot of my religious background and other choices that I made in my life that stemmed from that background were really traumatizing to me. And I've got official PTSD and depression and anxiety and all those diagnoses uh, to prove it. And so writing helps me to process these things. Telling these stories 
helps me to take it out of this place that is physically harmful and put it into a place where it's more of a intellectual exercise. I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, I guess when I tell the story, it makes it into more of a story and less something that hurt me. And that really helps. But two, I learned so much from reading and listening to other people's stories of deconstruction and reconstruction and everything in between. And and my journey would not be what it has become without the input I get from countless people and their stories. And so I decided, well, I need to not only write it down, but I need to publish it. Because I just might be able to make a difference to someone else on their own journey. Like I am so thankful for everyone that has impacted mine. And so I only hope that I can impact yours in some positive way. Now, specifically this podcast. Um, as I said on my hastily recorded trailer when I was really just testing this platform, there are some things I kind of just want to sit here and talk about. You know, these are things that um, I'm not quite ready to write down. And my AirPod just completely fell out. I don't know what's wrong with these things. They don't have quite this amount of problem. They just do not want to stay in. So there are some things I want to sit here and talk about. I'm ready to write them down, but I can sit and rant about those things. I honestly like listening to people figure things out. Well, you know, I just figured it out. When I make facial expressions like big ones with my mouth, it contorts my ears and it starts to pop these things out. So I just figured something else out out loud. Why are these things? So I can't be as expressive if I'm going to use AirPods as a microphone. Got it. Figured that one out. So if you like to listen to people figure things out loud, stay tuned. But I also wanted to amplify other stories. There are so many people out there with amazing, amazing stories to tell about their journeys. And they either don't have a podcast or a blog or really talk about stuff like this on a big platform of any kind. or They do, but talking about deconstruction isn't necessarily the point of their platform. And so I kind of want this to become a bit of the um, quote-unquote Netflix of personal deconstruction. Real people telling real stories about real deconstruction from all backgrounds and professions and and. Like my 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 Gen X background is betraying me. Yes, so this is going to be the real world of deconstruction. Oh, cringe! I hope not. Anyway, um, so so to that end, I actually have four different guests lined up to record over the next few weeks, and hopefully, as those go well and they go out, and people see that I'm not crazy, um that there will be other people who are willing to come on as well. And so 
my goal is to do something around like, I don't know, um, two of these a month. Um, one of them will be ranty and rambly like this one. And I'm going to talk about whatever. And then the other one will be some guest telling their story. So those will be the good ones, right? Um, so at least one good podcast for me a month, one hastily recorded ranty podcast a month. Hopefully that works out for you. So now on to the retreat. And, uh, you know, this is going to be also a not produced because I've got notes and shit everywhere. Um, I did clean up this little hermitage, um, before I started recording. Um, but still like my thoughts since I've just kind of sketched things down, um, in a bunch of different places. And so I've had it as far as script writing tonight. So, so the rest of this is going to be completely unproduced because I don't even know what I'm going to say. Um, so one thing I wanted to say, I sat down and I started planning out, you know, kind of what I was going to bring with me and, and, and what I wanted to do. And, you know, so much of this is about, I, so going back, to when I really started deconstructing in earnest. I did not spend a whole lot of time. In fact, I basically said, I'm done with Christianity. Put my Bible down, and I just kind of did whatevs for years, a few years. And during COVID, during lockdown, I really started to feel like I was missing the spiritual. I was missing being connected to God or source or the universe, the higher self, whatever you want to call it. I was missing that. Yeah. And I had a friend. Um, whose church in New York was broadcasting services during lockdown. I got a lot of it. But then even that kind of went away for a little bit. And it was then towards the end of 2022 that I decided I have got to get into community. I can't continue to walk this way by myself. And that's when I found Harbor. And if you're not familiar with Harbor, I wrote about it. And um, I will link to that in the show notes. And you can also find it um, at um, just Google for Harbor Online. And I'll put, you know, the actual link for that in show notes as well. And um, that kind of opened the floodgates. And 2023 became a year of community and really spiritual renewal for me. But it's taken me places that I never expected it to take me. And I really decided in the last couple of months that I really want to create, you know, a spiritual practice of my own. And I'm reading now again from my from my journal, a, a spiritual practice not based on things that I believe, but on things that I do. Not on ways to pump myself full of knowledge, but ways to align myself with wisdom. 
not things that are true, but things that are helpful. Things that are based in love and based in light. Things that are aligned with the natural cycles and rhythms and resonance, there it is again, of the cosmos. And so here we are. So I'm, so I'm at this little hermitage, and um, I, I would show you around, but I don't know what's, you know, I don't want you to think that I'm a complete slob. Um, but you are actually seeing most of this little cabin right now. And um, again, we're out in the middle of what feels like nowhere, the sticks, if you will. And um, I've just kind of been spending time in meditation. Um, I have a really great uh, guided meditation um, that's for, for clearing your chakras that I had a meal of suburban witchery recorded and um i've been using that multiple times per week and it it's amazing it feels great and um it really brings me back to center to a place where i feel like okay now i can think about spiritual things now i can dig into the divine um and so i did that and then I I spent some time writing down some intentions um, for this year, and um, you know I thought I'd share those with you. So um, and these are in no particular order or priority. There's just things that 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 came to me again until I stopped writing. So um, I want to learn more about my ancestry and and their spiritual and and magical practices. You know, like. We go back generations and generations and generations. You know, eventually we get to before there was a Christianity. You know, there were there were other people that are in my lineage who practiced something else. I want to learn about that something else. And I want to learn about those people and how they lived and why they lived the way they lived. Because that's part of me, whether I like it or not. And and I feel like that if I start to get familiar with that, that that's going to have a huge positive impact on my own practice. Um, I will learn about the life of St. Barbara, who is my partner saint for the year. So again, um, a little bit of show and tell. So I, I got this great oracle deck. Again, I thank um, Hannah for this one as a recommendation, but saints and mystics reading cards. And um, I decided that um, I wanted to select a partner saint and a partner mystic to kind of work with throughout the year. And, and based on some things that, you know, I chose. And, of course, the first thing was I, I chose words for the year. So um, I started thinking about this a while ago. And in last year, I didn't really pick this, but it kind of happened. And I already talked about community, so that was one of my themes for 2023. My other theme was play. Um, I kind of stopped doing anything whatsoever with my spare time that you could call a side hustle. And I just messed around and did stuff that I've wanted to do that I've never done before. I 
got into retro computing. I got into um, writing programs for the Commodore 64, which was the computer that I played with when I was a kid. And um, I decided that I wanted to learn to solder. And I actually built um, a a computer from a kit. It's an MSI 8080 computer, um, which if you're familiar with War Games from 1983, that movie, um, that's the computer that that, uh, Matthew Broderick's character, David Lightman, um, was using. But anyway, see, I told you this was rambled. I told you that this was going to be um, stream of consciousness and not produced. But hey, here we are. So anyway, um, I selected words for this year. And the first word that I really felt just called, if you will, to select was embodiment or embody. Uh, I, I want to get out of the virtual world. I want to get out of the metaverse if you will, and I want to experience things physically in the moment as a person with a body, right? Um, And I think where this really came to me is that, yes, Harbor is online, but we had a retreat, and a bunch of us got together for the first time physically, never seen each other before. And, of course, the first thing that we're all thinking is this going to be awkward. Guess what? It wasn't awkward at all. Um, Because we'd already formed a lot of connections and we'd already formed just these great relationships of trust through Zoom, of all things, um, and and, and, and other, you know, media. But we got together and it was more. It was different. It was something above and beyond what we already had. And I have not felt anything like that since I was, you know, quote unquote, in a church. Um, church did a lot of harm to me, but there's still so many things about it that I remember fondly. There's still so many things about it that made me feel good that I lost when I got away from the things that were toxic. And I want those back. And so I've, I've found that the more I focus on doing things in real life and not through technology that they just have such a greater impact. The other word um, was selected for me. Um, And again, I've I've mentioned Hannah several times on this podcast. Um, Spoiler alert, she's going to be one of my first guests. And um, I actually bought a service from her that she does. Um, called a word of the year, and she draws um, an oracle card for you. She drew an oracle card from this deck, um, the Terra Key Goddess Oracle deck. And if I can find the card without too much effort, um, I can show you, in fact, what my word for that she selected for me was, and not just tell you. And there's a method to my madness here, so just give me a second. I will find it. I will find it. Gosh, these are beautiful cards. I should be showing them to you, but here we are. So so this is the goddess Ocean. Ocean? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But the word that comes with her card is cleanse. And Again, um, 
course, I was kind of hoping that she would pick Embody, and that would be some kind of cool spiritual psychic moment. But she picked Cleanse, and it immediately resonated with me. And so I decided, all right, well, we had two themes for 2023. We're going to have two themes for 2024. And um, she wrote in the guidance that um, yeah, she recommends that you work with a deity that goes with your word. But ocean um and i can't remember exactly the guy but it was like not great to work without um first having a relationship with that particular faith background and again not produced podcast today i don't have that background handy so i'm not going to share it right now and so this is why i decided hey instead of that i'm going to work with a saint and a mystic and so i can weave in some of that christian mysticism and so i selected saint barbara and um Florence Scovel Shin. And so Saint Barbara represents empowerment. Um and uh, Florence Scovel Shin um is intuition. And and both of these cards really match with some things that I'm wanting to go after because hey, I honestly have for many reasons in the last couple of years felt like I haven't had a lot of agency in my life and so I'm kind of going after re-empowering myself and taking the agency of things because I feel like I have the ability to do that. And intuition is something that, again, I want to really work with my unconscious self, my internal self, and, and listen to myself because I find that, honestly, rationality has its limits. Um, while rational thought is always rational, right? because rational thought, it can lead you to places that, even though they make sense, that's not where you want to go. And so sometimes you need to go to not irrational, but non-rational thought, contemplation, mysticism, mystery, your gut, things that feel right. Sometimes things that are rational don't feel right. Some things that are irrational do feel right. And honestly, I felt like the more I listen to my feelings, to what's inside me, the better things get. It was only when I was not listening to my body, it was when I was not listening to what my inside was telling me that things were all over the place in a mess because I was letting everybody else dictate my reality, whether it was my work or my marriage or anything else. And so I decided, you know, second half of life, none of that for me. So empowerment and intuition so coming back to the list that i started on a bit ago i will learn more about the life of barbara saint barbara and florence Scovelshin. i want to learn more about the people indigenous to the memphis area and i say memphis area just kind of where, around where i live um, and their spiritual and magical practices. Like, I want to get in tune with this place 
and understanding this place before it became what it is today. And related, I want to learn more about the people of the Delta Hoodoo tradition. So as I was driving up here, I stopped by a couple of different occultic or you know mystical shops that honestly I didn't know any existed in this area. I found three um, so far, and and one of them is run by uh, Delta Hoodoo practitioners, and it seemed to be honestly the most, most serious and um, just the shop that resonated with me the most of all of them. And so I want to learn more about that. Because that's, again, from my place where I'm sitting. And if you're not familiar with hoodoo, this was, um, you know, the, the, the folk magic tradition, honestly, as I understand it, that was created by the slaves as they brought their traditions and intermixed them with Christianity and kind of created this thing for themselves that allowed them to persist in the spiritual while that they were being oppressed. And so that tradition has continued on. I want to learn more about that. Um, I want to become competent at doing basic tarot readings and reading from my Oracle decks. Um, this is new to me, but the more I do it, the more I learn about myself. And honestly, I've gotten some pretty good guidance. Not going to lie. Um, and then I'm going to develop a regular ritual practice daily-ish. I guess, something that enriches me, and again, this is that practice I was talking about at the beginning, makes me happier, makes me stay in tune with what's going on around me and the seasons and the astrological calendar. Um, I'm going to start trying new moon and full moon rituals. Yeah, I told you, I've gotten pretty witchy here. But also, related to this, and I've talked about it, I'm going to start publishing, hopefully, to this newsletter weekly. Um, fortnightly podcasts. Um, I've got a couple of classes that I'm taking on on divination and 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 soul discovery that I want to complete, and um, I'm really excited about those. I've been working on both of those this weekend, and I want to get more comfortable with just the basics of astrology, and I want to become more comfortable with contemplative and centering prayer with Lectio Divina. Um, I prayed the office this morning for the first time in my life. Um, and while that was weird and complicated at times, um, this is a gorgeous Anglican office book that I found um, through something online. I can't remember what. Oh, it was through Substack, the Pragmatic Mystic. That's who recommended this. But it's like a puzzle book. Like, there's so many instructions on how to pray the office. But I kind of got to the, I managed to get through the labyrinth. I got from the beginning to the end. And a lot of stuff in there that, you know, I, 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 that didn't resonate, but there was a lot of stuff in there that did. And, um, it, it really felt good to connect with that. And of course, that's how I figured out that it was epiphany of all things, because, Hey, it tells you what day it is in, in the thing, in the, uh, in the prayer book, the, what is this called? The Anglican office book, it tells you, you know, what feast days are. And so, oh, hey, I'm on a feast day. I accidentally booked a spiritual retreat for Epiphany. How cool is that? Because that's when the Magi show up. So, hey, when magicians come on the scene in the New Testament, that's when I decide to have my retreat. Um, so another thing that I did today was I took a walk. 
and I mean, this was a this was a walk through the woods kind of walk. This was a walk in nature and hear nothing but nature sounds kind of walk. And I haven't done that sort of thing in a very very long time. I've walked around neighborhoods, I've walked around cities, but I haven't been out in nature like I was today. And part of that nature walk in this nice retreat center is they had stations of the cross set up, gorgeous. And I'm going to share pictures of these things in um, in a supplementary post about the retreat on the Substack. So, because I want to show you these beautiful crosses, and I just kind of meditated at each one of those, like studying, you know, the picture and thinking about and visualizing what was going on in that scene. But honestly, also just listening and feeling the energy of that space. Um, and then on the other side of this huge um kind of clearing there was um a labyrinth first time i walked a labyrinth was at the harbor retreat i walked the labyrinth again today and you know the cool thing about labyrinths is that you kind of walk in and you almost feel like at least the ones that i've been that you're you're almost at the end of your journey when you start, and then you spend all of this time walking around and meandering around and going what feels like away from your journey, and then you may eventually magically end up at it. Labyrinths are really cool things. And, you know, that's kind of, again, a metaphor for life, if you think about it. We start out spiritually really quite close to our destination. I mean, Jesus talked about becoming like a little child in your faith, in your spirituality. And then we spend most of our life growing up and creating these structures and, and, and maturing and growing old. And yet it feels like we just make a big mess of everything. And we're meandering around, we're doing all these different things. And then eventually, you know, something happens and we get there. And we realize that we're almost back where we started, just where we wanted to go. And if we had just gone straight there, but we can't. That's not how life works, right? So anyway, that that that, that was just kind of what was going through my head I was I walking through as I was walking through this labyrinth. So anyway, those are just some tidbits from this retreat. But it's been a really amazing time. Really amazing time. The quiet, the solitude, and just, you know, the opportunity to just sit here and do whatever it is that I felt like doing um, to get closer to, you know, that spiritual side of me. So this feels like a good natural stopping point the words are stopping flowing so we're just going to sign off for now so thanks for listening if you made it this far can't promise that the quality of this podcast are going to get better and i can't promise you that they're not going to get worse but they are going to keep coming so good night and see you next time